Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Ay 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 183, Ranger Nation Spotlight, Callum of Lightning Collective Podcast, recorded on June 26, 2021. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to ranger up with your host, I'm Eric, also known as b 47 This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P., Steve F., Ethan S., AJW, Eric D., Jacob P., Steve M., Tyler B., Tyler D., Tyler W., Jason O., Liz M., Craig M., Mason M., Kevin R., Hassan A., Bo H., Raheem Y., Leland D., Josh P., Derek G., and Teresa B. for supporting us this month. Remember, you can go to linktr.ee slash rangercommandph for all of the ways to listen and support us, as well as our Amazon affiliate at amazon.com slash shop slash rangercommandph. Today, I am joined by Callum of the Lightning Collective podcast. The Lightning Collective is a podcast centered around Power Rangers. From the beloved TV shows to the movies or toys and comics, they discuss it all fortnightly on Sundays. Currently celebrating their one-year anniversary, the Lightning Collective podcast talks with members of Ranger Nation and interviews various cast members of the shows and behind the scenes for Hasbro's Lightning Collection. Welcome to Ranger Command Power Hour, Callum. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a, a little bit of a, a spoilers, I guess, but I was recently on the Lightning Collective. We literally just recorded it this past week and getting to talk with Callum before this, it's been a real joy. I want everyone to know about the Lightning Collective. I'm glad you're on today. Thank you. It's great to be on, especially being a huge Power Rangers podcast that, that you guys are. I'm really thankful to be on. I'm really excited to, uh, yeah, just to talk Power Rangers in general. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And we had been talking for months to do this crossover, so to speak. And it's just been a blast finally getting to talk and just hang out and talk about Power Rangers. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, I'm glad our, our schedules like finally lined up and we were able to do this. And hopefully maybe in the future, it's not going to be so <laughs> hard to, to connect and, and line up our schedules on that. Well, we've got you here now. And obviously I, I want to talk about the podcast and what you do for the podcast. And typically on our Ranger Nation spotlights, we get to know the people behind some of these amazing projects that people are doing and what they're doing. So Callum, what has been your history with Power Rangers, like your first experience with the show or when you first became a a fan of the franchise? So I was three years old and before Power Rangers, I was really into Thomas the Tank Engine. And uh, around the age of three, I decided Thomas the Tank Engine is too childish for me. So I, <laughs> so my mum brought down this uh, this huge box from the attic, and uh, it was it was like a, this plastic box, and she opened it up, and there was just a whole bunch of VHSs. And the first one that caught my eye, I remember exactly, it was 
I believe it was the Pink Ranger on the front with, I, I know as well in the UK, our VHS covers are completely different to yours. Yeah. I think in the US, you've got cardboard boxes for VHSs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. In the UK, we've got plastic cases. Mm-hmm. So kind of like DVDs, but extra large. And so the Pink Ranger was on the front and I think Babu was next to her, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was I Guy. But that wasn't actually the first episode that I watched. The first episode that I watched was Happy Birthday, Zach. And that, to this day, is still my favourite Mighty Morphin episode. And uh, it's just a Monster of the Week episode, but I I absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, from from that day up until the age of seven, Power Rangers was literally my life. You can ask my Mm -hmm. mum. Every year for Christmas, one thing on the list, and it would just be Power Rangers toys every year <laughs> until I was seven. So, yeah, that, that's how I got into the fandom. I then dropped off when I was seven because I just watched the same Dino Thunder episode over and over and over again. Mm. And it was the Lost in Translation episode where Connor, Ethan and Kira watch Super Sentai. Yeah, it's, it's a very strange episode. And uh, yeah, it was just on Jetix constantly. And that was when I decided to hang my, my Power Rangers cape up and walk away from it. I then moved on to franchises like Doctor Who because that came out in 2005 mm-hmm. or came back in 2005. And then how I got back into Power Rangers is a bit strange because I've sort of dabbled in it for years since Mm -hmm. i was probably about 12 but i've never actually fully committed and then the comics happened and then i was dabbling in it even more but it wasn't until shattered grid where i went all in again and then started picking up comics started picking up toys um watching youtube with power rangers watching episodes again and so that's where i really sort of jumped back in again was really down to shattered grid and specifically the uh, free comic book day issue oh yeah Um, because i just went to like Portsmouth Comic Con, which is a small comic con here in the UK. And that was my first ever comic con. And as I was walking back up my high street, I saw the comic book shop was still open and it was free comic book day. So I picked up the five comic books that you're allowed. And uh, yeah, Power Rangers was one of them and the rest is history really. So yeah. That's amazing. The reason I, I asked that question for people that we interview or for Ranger Nation Spotlight or otherwise is because There are so many different ways that people get into this fandom, whether they grew up with the original or like my brother who's younger, that SPD was his first series. And there's just so many ways that people come into the fandom. And I think it's always a blast hearing those types of stories. Yeah, it's strange when I talk to people that are still into the franchise. Like I'm just funny enough. I'm just actually getting one of my friends, Ethan back into it. He's, mm-hmm. he's been rewatching Dino Thunder, which is his, his power Rangers season and such a wide spectrum in terms of how people either got back into the franchise or if they kept up with it all these years from their childhood, my friend, Ethan, he's been on my podcast a few times, but I'm really trying to get him back into it. He's actually picking up the Dino Thunder lightning collection figure. So I'm slowly chipping away at him. He's been having a blast as well. And I think the Power Rangers is, is now, well, nowadays it's such a broad brand now where yeah. you've got things like comics that are aimed at adults or not necessarily adults, but a family orientated. So anyone right. of all ages can read them. And whereas the TV show is still geared towards kids and I wouldn't change that for the world. I think it's very important for kids to grow up with Power Rangers because they teach you lessons and they fight, which is really cool. But also 
there is a huge moral story at the end of each episode so mm-hmm. i do think it's still very important to kids it's really interesting seeing people's stories and how they got back into the brand or still with it all these years i, I find it absolutely fascinating yeah me too and going back to the kids point of it i'm disappointed that it was off netflix like the majority of those series because it's such an ease of access for people not just globally but for kids in general and i've heard a lot of kids who are you know probably uh, second generation power rangers fans because you know we're at that time where a lot of the og fans from back in 1993 have kids of their own and their kids are getting into it and they watch older seasons that aren't on Nickelodeon. And the only way to do that was through Netflix. So I'm a bit bummed that even right now, even though they got a new deal apparently to air Dino Fury, it's still kind of bummed that, you know, a lot of that is off of Netflix right now. Yeah, it's it's really weird because it wasn't even announced. It, it was just that we got a reminder saying, oh, you've got one month left to watch this. Yeah. And... Then they announced a few weeks later, oh, we're actually uploading onto YouTube. And I thought, oh, this is actually a really good thing because it's all in one place. It's all free for everyone to watch. And now that they've put that into practice, it's not a good idea Mm -hmm. because they're doing these live streams with a whole bunch of episodes. And then they're, I, I don't know what they're doing, but they're cutting them. I'm not really familiar with the YouTube creator aspect of it, but I think what they're doing is cutting these streams and they're making episodes out of them, but it's not really a good way to do it because I believe their playlist system. It's horrible. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Whereas with Netflix, well, like with every other series on Netflix, you've got your clear categories and the list of episodes and where they fall in line. Whereas with, with YouTube, you don't really have that. Mm -hmm. Although the way they're doing it is not the way that I would have personally done it. And I think that it's really alienating a lot of fans that are already existing. And also they're not going to be gaining future fans from it. Yeah, especially when it's so hard to find these episodes. But moving on, so what are your top seasons of Power Rangers? Like, what's kind of like the cream of the crop for you? Oh, okay. That's a good question. So (laughs) back when it was on Netflix, I was going through the series sort of anthology like so i mm-hmm. first watched mystic force because the suits looked really cool i've never seen anything from it before so i thought i'd just jump in and i think that season gets a lot of flack or a lot is people dislike it and i'm mm-hmm. not too sure why I, th- I thought it was quite good i then moved on to time force and that was even better that season was fantastic i then moved on to jungle fury and mm-hmm. then the show was taken off of netflix so from memory of childhood and what I've watched recently, I'd have to say my number one is Time Force, without a doubt. Nice. That show is fantastic. And I believe, wasn't it nominated for a few TV awards as well back in the day? Oh, I, I believe so. I'd, I'd have to see. I, I think they were nominated, but I, I don't know if they, they won anything. Right. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that would be my number one pick. And my number two pick would probably have to be from memory either in space or lost galaxy yeah those two are interchangeable yeah those those two seasons like in space is just the perfect ending to the franchise i think Mm -hmm. Uh, at the time i think you can do better now but at the time that it was made for kids i think that was the best ending you could have done oh yeah and then the follow-up lost galaxy 
I mean, in space was a definitive ending, and they just thought, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna carry on, <laughs> and then they started doing each season was its own thing. To start off with, that that series is just an absolute banger. That those first two or three episodes, oh my god, are quite dark in nature, and yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, those are all great picks, and I'm so glad that you mentioned Mystic Force, because personally, I feel that season gets a lot of flack, but I had watched the Sentai before I I watched the Power Rangers, because when Mystic Force first aired, that's when I was discovering Sentai. But yeah, I think Mystic Force took those concepts and did what every great Power Rangers series did, and they they made it their own. I love the hell out of those suits. They're, They're great. And that is literally my favorite Megazord of all time is the Mystic Force Megazord. It looks so good. Yeah. Every Disney season really stands out in its own right mm-hmm. because they decided to do their own thing. They were less formulaic to what came previously. So like in my mind, Ninja Storm is set in Hawaii. I don't know if that's ever said on the show, but like the scenery in that show was very different to what came previously. Yeah. Um, and then Dino Thunder brought back Tommy Oliver and made a whole backstory with him being a scientist or a doctor, which looking back at it was a bit strange. Yeah, <laughs> right. um, you know, when I was a child, I didn't, I didn't question it. And then, yeah, that's when I dropped off. And then SPD, the suits were fantastic. The storyline was, was really good. I mean, it could have been the time force but they decided to take that even further and actually have a series set in the future and then yeah mystic force was fantastic operation overdrive yeah i mean i haven't seen it in years yeah Um, i saw like one episode uh once a ranger is really good and then rpm is beloved so yeah that that whole era of power rangers just stands out oh yeah absolutely so I know with the Lightning Collective, obviously it's a lot based on on the Lightning Collection. So I know you have to be a, a big fan of what they're doing with the Lightning Collection. But do you like collect anything with Power Rangers? What's kind of like your realm of of collecting parts of the franchise? So apart from the uh, Lightning Collection line, which you mentioned, the other thing that I collect is the comics. So I started back in 2018 and then I went back and cost me an absolute bomb because Boom have very limited runs, I feel, compared to other publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when, when an issue's out after six months, it's like gold dust. So it took me a long time to to go back and collect all of those issues in floppies. I just really enjoy that series and I, I made friends while doing it. Like my my comic book shop now know me by name because I go in there constantly and buy comics. So with, with Power Rangers, it would be the comics that I, I collect. I don't really do variant covers anymore. I'm trying to be very good oh, at <laughs> do variant covers, because that's a rabbit hole. You're telling me, man, I'm trying to step away from variants and only collect at least what my comic shop guy can get me. But it's the same for me. Like I got back into comic book collecting because of the Power Rangers. And after five years, obviously my comic book guy knows me by name. We do small talk every Wednesday or every other Wednesday. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm in the same boat with that. It's such a slippery slope because you're like, oh, I'll get this one. And then it turns out to be part of the series and you're like, uh, well, I guess. <laughs> well, now I'm locked in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. I'm having to be so careful with, and what's worse is that what my comic book store knows so they'll purposefully dip them in my like pull list 
and then they take them out and they're like do you want these and i'm like you you uh you can't be doing that that's really mean of you like, <laughs> i thought i thought we had a set boundary here and you keep you keep pushing it um so yeah but those variant covers are beautiful Oh my God. My favorite, which was, I'm glad I got all of them. Like all of the Goni Montez helmet covers are absolutely gorgeous. And I'm so glad that they did those foil variants when Necessary Evil was happening. Yeah, because for those that don't know, well, I'm sure you do. But those variant covers, are, apart from the original five, are very hard to come by. Like, yeah. even green and white, like, they're, they're so expensive. And then you've got Ranger Slayer, all the Draken ones. Like, it's so annoying that those are like, oh, this is exclusive to this place. And it's like, oh. And then they did the Dragon Shield Red, which is one. Oh only God. 150 of those were made in, in English. So it's it's a real shame. So I'm glad that they brought out, like you, I'm glad that they brought out the, the foil covers so that now I've actually got a complete set, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. I'm really liking the, I can't remember her name, Peach. Yeah, Peach Momoko. Yeah, like those morphing ones are, oh, they're so good. They're so good. And I'm really liking the Goni Montez, the like mixed, yes. mixed suit ones, I suppose. They're really, or like the morphin signatures, I suppose. Oh. Um, I'm not collecting those just because they are the one in 10s and one in 25s. It, it's hard. Or one in 15s or whatever. It's really difficult to get those. Well, something I found out recently, because I guess Peach Momoko got locked into an exclusive contract with, with Marvel. And unfortunately, I don't think she'll be able to complete that morphing line with Adam and Aisha because they're not showing up in, in future issues. They're not listed from what I've gathered. So I've been collecting them this whole time only to find out that it's not even going to be a complete collection. And I'm like, you guys better put, if, if she did those, you better put those in a collection. And if she didn't, I'm so sad that Adam and Aisha keep getting screwed in these covers. Cause the, um, the social media covers that they did for uh, GoGo Power Rangers, they were left out of those, but they were done. They're in like GoGo Power Rangers Volume 9 in, as part of the cover gallery. So I'm glad those exist in some form. But yeah, with, with these variants, I'm, I've got a love-hate relationship with collecting these variants. You'd think they'd commission the artist to do the whole set first right so with the social media variants i would imagine after a certain point they just say can you do the rest they should have really done that with the peach variants because they are the more expensive ones quite well over here they're really expensive i don't know what they're like in the u.s oh they go up pretty much (laughs) here too so i like day of because my comic book guy doesn't order enough of power range i think i'm literally the only person in his customer base, like I'm the Power Rangers guy. And I think he orders just enough for me to get like the legacy variant and whatever the uh, retailer variant is aside from the main cover. So like if I have to collect the peach or, or the Goni, I have to either pre-order it, like hope one of these comic book shops that are online posts it, 
or I have to go on a web hunt like the morning of when they put them up. Otherwise, those prices inflate to way beyond what I'm willing to pay for some of these covers. Yeah, it's an absolute nightmare. Like, don't get me wrong, like exclusivity is a good way of getting things out and Mm -hmm. getting these things seen. But it's just when you when so many people want these things, it, it makes it really difficult to get your hands on them because they're so in demand and then the prices shoot up and then, you know, all, all of the other stuff factors into it. And it's just really hard to spend your money wisely if you if you go hunting for all of these crazy variants. Oh, yeah. Which is why I've just given up the variant game. So currently I only get the, um, the main cover mm-hmm. and I get the legacy cover because my OCD would kick in and be like, well, why don't you have the legacy cover? Because it <laughs> continues the it continues original the number. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And then when they don't finish the variant series, it's so difficult to, because they, they've done it previously. They've done it with the weapons variants, if I'm not oh, mistaken. They came yeah. out with red, white. Oh no, white was it's Comic-Con years later. Pink, Draken, and green were the mm-hmm. original four. And then white came along later and they just make it so difficult to collect these things. It's just an absolute nightmare. Don't get me wrong. Like I love the comic book series, but oh, yeah, in terms of just variants, and I think this is an industry wide thing. Variant covers are an absolute pain. Yeah. And I only got back into the comic books and comic book collecting. I, I did a lot as a kid, but power Rangers was the reason I went back to my local comic book shop on the regular and, you know, I've, I've expanded my collecting to some, some other series, but from what I hear about variants and people who are more in the know about comics than I am, uh, it seems like boom is just trying to play a, a, a variant game, like on, on the same level as Marvel and DC. And like I said, I have a love hate relationship with the variants. Cause I, I love the artwork, but you know, collecting them is such a pain and, you know, now they're doing these FOC ones coming up and it's like, guys, I can't, I'm going to have to stop collecting variants at some point. So it's a shame, but you know, I, I got to take a break from my wallet. Yeah. You've got to think about your own financial situation. So I am an admin of a comic book group on, on Facebook with Power Rangers and I get messages constantly being like, Oh, where can I find this variant? And I'm like, I've got no idea because just because of countries as well, but also how much are you willing to spend? Because some of them command such ridiculous prices. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it absolutely is. That that kind of segues into something that I want to talk about, talking about exclusivity. And obviously you're, you're from the UK with the US versus UK and we get certain things and you guys don't, or, or you guys get some things and we don't and all of that craziness. I just wanted to ask, uh, you know, you as a fan from the UK, what are maybe some of the difficulties about being a Power Rangers fan in the UK? So I can't talk about the Bandai era because I was, I was too young to, when sure. I was actually in the brand, I was, I was too young to remember, but I can talk about Hasbro. And in 2018, Hasbro did a Comic-Con, London Comic-Con, which is our biggest Comic-Con over here. And they said at a panel, they said, you're going to be getting every release, no matter what it is, whether it be an exclusive, regular retail, a Comic-Con exclusive, or an event exclusive, you know, we'll get we'll get absolutely everything to do with. So whether it be Marvel that they license, Star Wars, Power Rangers, 
uh, G.I. Joe, the list goes on. So I was really excited when they picked up the Power Rangers brand and it's now their property. And then they announced they were going to do a collector's line. Of course, children can buy it, but in the similar vein of Marvel Legends. So I was really excited. And during the first year, it was exactly what what they promised. So we had four waves. And, no, sorry, three waves and one exclusive that was a regular retail. So it was the San Diego Comic-Con uh, Red Ranger and Gold Zeo, Jason Tupac. And you could get that everywhere, and that was great. And then the second year came around, and I don't know what happened at Hasbro UK, but they started missing stuff. So they missed the initial run of Zordon and Alpha. You can since pick that up on Amazon, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Psycho Green, which we still cannot get. And we still cannot get metallic pink, but yet we can order the rest of the team, which makes no sense. So it's becoming more and more infuriating because Hasbro UK are just missing things out. And because I know someone that is close with a Hasbro contact, they've told me or they they tell me exactly when they just miss a figure, when Mm. they forget to order one. So a recent example is cel-shaded pink. They just forgot to order it. And then a week or two later, it just suddenly appeared on Pulse for £30. And the exchange rate, dollars to pounds, is so $1 is like £1.30. So in theory, our figure should be cheaper than yours. Right. Including tax. And so why are Hasbro charging £10 more for a figure that you can get in the US for $20? It makes no sense at all oh my gosh so their pricing on hasbro pulse is really infuriating and if you follow me on twitter you'll know i'll just call them out on it because it's just it's just unrealistic how are you expecting someone to pay 30 pounds for a repaint that has less accessories than the original it makes no sense exactly it's happening with the cogs as well so you can get the cogs two pack in the us for 30 pounds mm-hmm. but in the uk it's 50 pounds which is $25 difference. That's insane. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And I don't know what they're doing, but they need to... Like, I understand that uh, they've they've announced recently with all of their brands that they are going to put the prices up, and I understand that, and that's going to be something like $22 or $25, something like that. And that's complete... I understand that. These figures have been $20 for... I want to say like seven or eight years at this point. Right. So it's understandable why they would do that. But hiking prices up by like £10 is ridiculous because I'm, I'm getting everything from the Lightning Collection line. And mm-hmm. the cell shaded pink is the first figure that I'm not going to get because I can't justify spending 35 or $33 on figure. I can't, I can't do that. For me, I'm not getting that just out of principle. Like I'll, I'll wait for that to be at the bargain bin at GameStop or something over here because yeah, I'm, I'm not even just paying $20 for, you know, extra blade blasters or whatever. Yeah. It's so bizarre because in the same live stream as well, which I didn't understand. And I understand that because of COVID and the way right. that Hasbro worked, they like to work at things at their own pace. And Cell Shaded Pink was the first figure to be revealed in this panel or live stream. And the next reveal was a Lightning Collection updated Pink Ranger with Zeo Pink. Yeah. And I say it's updated because it comes with a brand new helmet that is near enough one to one with the show. Mm-hmm. And they don't even include that with the Cell Shaded Pink. So, what? Yeah, what's what, the point? Why, yeah, what's the point of doing that if it's not even updated to the new mold? It just doesn't make any sense. 
it's just a mess. <laughs> I'm really hoping for that pink Zeo and, and Mighty Morphin pink. I hope they just fix the body mold in general because that bent left leg at the knee is ridiculous for the original release. The original pink lightning collection figure was an absolute mess. Yeah. The price that it now commands is not justified at all. And I've seen it on Power Rangers groups where people will say, oh, I finally got my lightning collection pink and she's littered with QC issues. I'm going to have to send her back. And it's like that figure when it was first released was the worst. Well, it still is now. I, I firmly believe it is the worst figure in the line because the amount of different mold colors were oh yeah it, there was just so many and it was just so I, I just don't understand what they were doing with it at the time and the boat the bow legs as well and the, oh. the feet not being firmly attached and some people's their arms are broken the necks are broken it's just wrong <laughs> on so right. many levels it's right. so bad I know that they're doing, I think Entertainment Earth here in the States um, is doing like a restock on pink. So for those that missed it, you know, it might be a good opportunity, but I'm hoping that restock is with the corrected mold because yeah, that first release was, was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awful. Th this new one is fantastic. Yeah. From what I've seen of the in-hand photos, that they showed off i believe they showed off the render as well but oh it's it looks so good it looks so accurate and the, the line as a whole i should say like i absolutely love oh yeah and but when they announced the metallic figures they showed off the red black blue all got new helmets whereas yellow only got new a new helmet in the renders i don't know if you spotted that at all oh no i didn't whereas the in the in hand photos only yellow is with the old helmet which i don't understand they've, oh. they've sculpted this brand new helmet why aren't they using it on the figure and it's the same with the scorpina and yellow two-pack they're using the old helmet why use the new one oh you've sculpted gosh. this new one and Dennis sculpted it as well. Like, yeah. use his new sculpt. I just don't understand it. It's so... Sometimes they baffle me, but for the majority of the time, they do wonders. And I think they get a lot of unnecessary hate. Oh, sure. Especially in, in the live streams. That chat is just... It's so toxic, toxic it's and disgusting. So it's toxic, yeah. It's, it's bad. But no, the, the only thing that, aside from what you mentioned... The one thing that kind of irked me on uh, one of these latest waves was, and I'm a graphic design person, so it super annoyed me when I noticed that like green SPD on the side of the box didn't have like that triangle design cutout like the rest of them do. And like, there's some weird, like they didn't apply, they didn't fully apply the, the template of the box to this figure. And it's, wildly inconsistent with what they've done before yeah because every other figure in that wave has has got the the lightning bolt hasn't oh haven't they yeah the lightning bolt on on the side when it's the full illustration um that side illustration the one that everyone uses to display on their shelf and spd green just has like this weird solid green bar at the bottom and no lightning cutout 
And I was just like, you talked about OCD before, but, but my OCD yeah. was like, this doesn't look the same as the others in the lineup. That really stood out to me. And it's in the press shots. And I don't know how I missed that in the press shots. Yeah, that's bizarre because I would have thought they would use a template for every release. So does that just mean that they build the package from the ground up every time or... I hope not. I really think just someone unclicked like a layer for that figure <laughs> and it went to print and no one caught it. I, I think that's what happened. Yeah. It's a shame. I'd really love to interview Hasbro to understand their, yeah. their processes because they, um, so I don't know if I've mentioned this on my podcast at all, but I've, I've reached out to Hasbro a few times now in the past year. I haven't badgered them, but I've I've like yeah. I've tried messaging them every few months, and uh, every time it's a firm no. But I just I just really love to just to talk to one of them and just know the process that they go through and see how many fingers are actually on the keyboard looking at stuff because yeah yeah it's crazy to me that that got let out. SPD uh, green oh. the box. It's just so it's so bizarre. Yeah, it, it, it's a bizarre issue. Well, I think we should get into maybe the meat and potatoes of, of why we're here. So about the Lightning Collective, how did all, that all start for you? So that all started in March uh, 2020. Uh, the first lockdown just happened here in the UK, and I didn't really know what to do with myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm an admin for a group called Power Rangers Lightning UK on Facebook, and they wanted me to start an Instagram account for quite a while. Uh, but because of my university studies, I just didn't have the time to. Sure. So I thought lockdown would be the perfect time to start that. So I originally started the Instagram account, and I was going to call it Lightning Collection UK. But then I realized the Lightning Collection was not taken, so I jumped on that immediately. So I started that, and then I asked Metallics XD, and he's a huge toy photographer on Instagram, because my whole aim of that Instagram account was to yeah. post up news and, first and foremost, toy photography, because every brand or fandom has some sort of toy photography web presence, right. and powering just, I, I felt like, didn't really have a solid base for that so i for, for that that was the starting point and then as that grew and became more popular and i was really chuffed with the performance of of the instagram account i thought well i actually want to do something that is my own because a lot of the stuff that i post on well all of the stuff that i post on instagram isn't actually mine it's other people's that they let me post right so I wanted to do something of my own and I thought a podcast would do because it's not as much effort I feel as a YouTube video or a visual medium. It's all right. audio. So it's easier to cut and all the rest of that. So I thought, well, I, I sort of did housing and I looked at other Power Rangers podcasts because the only one that I really listened to at the time was Ranger Danger and yeah. specifically their Boom Room. I really enjoy their breakdowns of each issue especially with the author of that book so currently they do it with ryan parrott because he's right. the ongoing author for that book so that was the only thing that i really saw and then i did a bit of wrecking and looked into what other people are doing and then i thought well my spin on it is 
because a lot of podcasts break down things issue by issue or episode by episode or you know something along those lines and right. i didn't want to do that so i thought i could talk to people and talk about their career as a whole or if guests are on we could talk about things as a huge blanket rather than very specific things sure and my first guest was Dennis Chan, who is freelance sculptor for Hasbro. He doesn't work in Hasbro. Right. He freelances for them. So he was my first major guest. And I, I honestly had the time of my life. He was so giving with his answers and he was really generous with what he said. As much as he could say, obviously, he can't say everything that he does. Yeah, as sure. That's very confidential and NDAs through the roof. So he was my first guest. And then afterwards, I believe I got, it may have been Jason Bischoff, mm -hmm. who is a creative director for the brand. And he he's worked on TMNT. He's worked at Blizzard, World of Warcraft. Oh, um, yeah. Power Rangers, Funko. He's worked on a whole bunch of stuff. And he he's just an absolute wealth of knowledge. And that was amazing. So I, I think I really found my stride with the interviews of talking to people who aren't necessarily in front of a camera or a really represented, mm -hmm. I suppose. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to give these people voice. I know Jason, he's usually faces of franchises at comic cons and conventions, but with Dennis or Sarah or Nick, and these people have worked on the brand and they really enjoy what they're doing, but they just, they just can't really talk about it that often. So I really found my niche with that, or at least I, I think I found my niche with that. And then I spoke to SG Mechanics about cosplay because mm -hmm. I know nothing about cosplay myself. I've never done it. It's all alien to me. And he really gave an insight depth on what he does and how he helps cosplayers reach their goals. And he's really proud of the products that he produces. And then he managed, well, he live streams with Chris Kamen Lee, who is the Red in Space Ranger. And then Chris, then I did an episode with him and that was fantastic. And I even messed up his name when I introduced him. That was amazing. He laughed at that. That was honestly <laughs> the most mortifying thing that, I, that I've ever done. So that was great. And then he hooked me up with, well, let's say hooked me up. He then gave me the connection of Justin Nemo and David Fielding, who he live streams with often. So I've been really fortunate in the Mm -hmm. people have said yes to me don't get me wrong not everyone says yes to me but oh sure uh, i would say a good portion of people do say yes to me and do give me their time which i am eternally grateful for and yeah that's that's really what i what i've found my niche in is people behind the scenes and yeah what they do not not just with power rangers but with their whole career i'm right. really interested in everything outside of power rangers as well because as much as Power Rangers is great, I'd like to think of it as not the be-all and all of someone's career. They have done things before and after, and I really do like to focus on that stuff. So that's that's where I, I'd like to think where I fit in the podcasting market is where I like to delve deep into someone's career and really take apart that and what got them thinking about where they are or where they're going, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, from the episodes that, I have listened to, I, I think it's a great show and 
you know, obviously that's that's why we're talking here today, and and that's why you've you have the Ranger Nation spotlight. So you've talked about some of your guests, and it, it's amazing to hear those types of stories for you and and for the podcast. So I mean, in a year to have all of that under your belt is quite the accomplishment. So good on you, man. That's awesome. Thank you. I mean, I'll be completely honest, and I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on on the podcast, but it really did take a lot of balls for me to ask a few of these people. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just really thankful that they said yes. So I suppose the celebrity list has, has died down a bit mm-hmm. um, because Comic Cons are back on and, you know, people are getting out more. So they don't have a lot of free time. But I, I, I am still trying to get these these guests on and the people that I do have on regularly. So Josh, who is Toki Topics, he's a wealth yep. of, of knowledge with Lightning Collection. And if I don't know something, he will definitely know. And then Brian, who is huge in the YouTube toy reviewer mm-hmm. scene, he comes on as well. A, a few other guys are, are regulars. And when I don't have a celebrity guest, I'm, I'm thankful that I've got these guys to pull from. And they, they all have their unique perspective on the fandom and toys and everything. And yeah, I'm just having a blast so far in the year that I've been doing it. It's absolutely incredible. And as a podcaster myself, that's a big component of it because if you're not having fun with it and if you're just putting out content to put out content, uh, it, it can be pretty exhausting. So that's amazing that you found your niche and you have that group that supports you and helps you with those episodes and stuff. So one of the things I wanted to ask, because, you know, you've been doing this for a year now, do you have your own personal favorite episode of your show or maybe one that you think new listeners should should start with? I would say my first call, I suppose, port of call is the Dennis episode. Mm -hmm. So the, the actual original first episode is grid connection which is the crossover that happened last year on power rangers and like with every first episode of everything right. ever made, <laughs> especially on youtube and just podcasts it's, it's not really the best and I, I got really lucky with dennis because he was so easygoing and mm-hmm. he was very free to talk and he really gave me the confidence to be able to ask him about his career so I would definitely start there and then sort of work your way up if you want to. And if you, if you think the podcast is for you, because I completely understand that not everyone, it sounds really weird because I'm talking to someone on a podcast, but I know that not everyone does enjoy listening to podcasts. They can't really get into the groove of it. Right. But I would imagine because you're listening to this, you're, you're probably into podcasts. So (laughs) I would hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I would start with the Dennis episode because if you're really into action figures as a whole, he yeah. just hasn't worked on Power Rangers. He's worked on G.I. Joe and Marvel and I think Star Wars as well, if I'm not mistaken. But I would start there and then, yeah, go go through from, from then on. And I, I think what people have enjoyed and what they've told me is because I constantly ask for feedback because I, I personally feel that without feedback, you can't grow. But the main bit of feedback that I've been given is that my podcast is very chilled out and it's quite easygoing because I, I don't lose my temper on it or anything. I, I just talk to people. So uh, yeah, that, that would be where I would start if I was new. Absolutely. But do, do you have like a favorite, like your own personal oh, favorite? favorite. Um, 
probably the Nick episode. So the episode called Designing the Lightning Collection, mm. because it was, uh, so I found my groove by this point. And yeah, we, we were just talking and he was, what was really nice about Nick is that he left the brand in 2020 yeah. and I was asking him for a good solid six months out. Are you able to come on the podcast? Because I, I completely understand that Hasbro are very secretive and you can't talk about a lot of these things. But um, thankfully, after a few months, he, he he said yes to coming on. And I gave him a lot of time to prep. I gave him all the questions. I really thought about his career. I, I looked very deep into him as a person and what made him tick. And yeah, he was just very giving with his answers. And it, when I asked him, oh, what was this? He wouldn't just say, oh, it was this. He would like go into ridiculous amount of detail with Hasbro because a large part of his portfolio is Hasbro products. So he was very, right. he, he went into that with, with quite a lot of detail. And yeah, I mean, Nick is, a fa- I mean, all of the guests have been amazing and Nick was just, was just absolutely fantastic. And yeah, it, that episode is probably my favorite. That's awesome. Before we wrap up, I know you talk a lot about the the Lightning Collection. So I just wanted to talk about uh, the news that came out uh, last week during the Power Morphicon online with the all-new Lightning Collection 2-pack for the Zeo Cogs. What do you think about this? I think they are... I mean, essentially, they're releasing them how they released the parties, and I, I really appreciate that. What I don't appreciate this is a this is a UK issue, but they've decided to charge twenty pounds extra rather than the thirty pounds. So for us, it's retail uh, forty one ninety nine here, so forty two dollars. Was the putty two pack forty two dollars? I phew, I'm going to have to look that up real quick. I don't think it was. Let me, let me look up putty. In my in my email, uh, <laughs> l- l- let's see. Uh, or order confirmed. Oh, you no, it wasn't. The putties were thirty dollars here in the state, so it's twelve dollars extra for a Zio Cog two pack. And I don't know if that's because they have more accessories and they have that face that you can take off and on. That might be part of it. Yeah, I think the releases are really nice, though, and I do like that there is variety in the pack. So one of them is red, one of them is silver. Yeah. I I do like that rather than just two reds or two silvers. I think, I'll be completely honest, I'm not that familiar with Zio. Oh, sure. But do they have all the accessories that they need? It looks like they do. They have the different spears that they have in the show. They, there's like the short version and the longer version. With these grunts, it's not like they have a variety of weapons. So the fact that they do have two of each, the short and the long, as well as the two different faces, I think it's great. And they also have that like effect bat pack, kind of like the Z Putty Patrollers did but just in a different color. I I think it's a well-done release. Yeah, the way that it was revealed, though, was a bit iffy because they... So I I think I've got the story straight now, but I think (laughs) Al Morphicon leaked it a day earlier, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the thing was, they had had the Fan First Friday for Pink the week before, and they teased the Lightning Collection illustration 
with the head open. So they did like a close up on that illustration and people were like, Oh my God, we're getting Zeo cogs. And then yeah, power Morphicon like at three in the morning locally for me, they apparently just had it up on their website and then they took it down, but that was not before every single person had already reported on it. And then they did a stream that Friday, like as a pre-show for power Morphicon. And then they're like, oh yeah, the, the Zeo Cogs. But I am so glad that it was Hasbro Pulse. Like, I don't have to go through Power Morphicon. I don't have to go through any of that. I can just use the same method I have been using to order these. That's a worry for me in future because the, I'm so sorry, I, I don't know the guy guy's name who ran that stream, but I think he ran the whole of Power Morphicon. Oh, that's uh, Scott Zilmer. Yeah, Scott. He he said that in future there will be exclusives to the to the convention, which as an international fan is going to be an absolute nightmare. It's okay. You don't have to worry about that because when they put up pre-orders for the quote-unquote exclusives, there are no Lightning Collection exclusives. It's the Super 7 reaction figures, which are an exclusive to Power Morphicon. Oh, phew. Oh, no, no. But I mean... Sorry, no, I mean in future years, because Scott mentioned in future he would like to have an actual exclusive to the show in terms of Lightning Collection, which will be great for everyone that's attending. But for me, an international fan, I don't really want to be spending right. over a grand just to get a figure, have to attend, grab it or whatever. But he did mention about an online pass, which doesn't yeah. make sense in my mind, but whatever. Staying on track with the cogs. I think they're, <laughs> I think they're, uh, I think they're a really good release. Really good. It's one of those releases that will get non-Power Ranger fans involved because they look so generic. Mm-hmm. You can fit them in other displays as well, which is a good thing for the brand. Yeah, and you know, I was looking at these pictures really closely. I really love what they did with the silver one and added that kind of holographic speckle shimmer to the figure to replicate that like silvery spandex that looks amazing yeah it looks so good i hope we use i hope they use that paint or plastic in future because that's that's really nice i'd I'd probably give that reveal those set of figures i'd probably give them a 10 out of 10 i couldn't really find anything wrong with them personally because they come with the laser face i don't know what that's called but you know whether (laughs) (laughs) hey laser face works that that works yeah Yeah, um, well, that, yeah, it comes with that. So, which I think is their main weapon in the show, I think. Yeah. Again, I'm really not familiar with with CO at all. Aside from the staffs that they have, yeah, that's pretty much their only offensive uh, weapon is that their face just opens up and they're able to fire those laser blasts. That's pretty much it. You can fit them in pretty much any display in the Zordon era because of Countdown 2 Destruction. Fill your boots, people, if you want to get them, of course. I know that a lot of people are going to get multiples. Um, I don't have that money, so I don't get that luxury. But, I mean, I'm getting everything from the line, but that would be the set that I would choose. Yeah, definitely. Where can listeners, like, find the Lightning Collective? I distribute through Anchor, and Anchor distribute it for me to various other platforms, and I can list the platforms off. But if, if you just want to just type into Google now, just type in Lightning Collective, and I believe Anchor is the first result that pop up, or type in Lightning Collective Podcast. 
but you can find the podcast on Spotify. You can find it on Google Podcasts. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. There's a lot of smaller podcast platforms that I'm not familiar with personally. Yeah. Uh, but I know a lot of people like to use them. So there's Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. So if you just go onto one of them and go on the search bar, and then I'm sure you can find me through there. Uh, but you can find me at Lightning Collection on Instagram as well. I've got a, a link there as well. The link is taplink.cc forward slash lightning collection and that's where all of my socials are i'm on twitter at prl collective i'm on instagram at lightning collection and then yeah i'm on the lightning collective podcast as well and those are sort of where i'm at at the minute i'm trying to dip into youtube but i'm just finding it very difficult to at the minute i'm having a few technical issues but yeah the the other platforms i'm very active on i record sometimes in bulk but episodes air fortnightly on sundays so every two weeks and i think a lot of people find that easy as well because they don't have to i know that for a lot of people they find it hard to to tune in on a week-to-week basis especially in the streaming world yeah so i try and do fortnightly to find the balance of not doing too much but also not doing too little so yeah yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with uh, with Ranger Command as as well. You know, I, I think uh, weekly I'd probably be tearing my hair out, but you know, I also want to keep it consistent because you know, there's podcasts out there they'll just release whenever, and it's like I, I think that's a little bit unfair to the audience. Like, there's not a set like, oh, I know every Saturday or every Sunday I can I can get this specific thing, so. I, I totally feel you on that. For our listeners, we will have all of the links to Callum's uh, Lightning Collective in our show notes. So uh, no worries there. Thank you for, for listening. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day and listening to me natter on about Power Rangers. I, I really enjoy doing it. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to our listeners, we're going to have uh, all the links to Callum's show and uh, look out in a couple of weeks when we release this episode, because I'm releasing this on July 10th. Look out soon, because I will be a guest on a future episode of The Lightning Collective. And thank you, Callum, for letting me have that opportunity as well. It, it was a blast to record, despite all of the technical issues that we seem to have oh, on both sides. <laughs> oh, one absolute nightmare. Yeah, I'm glad someone knows my pain though. Like I'm not I'm not sharing that burden alone. <laughs> I genuinely have never had this much trouble with a podcast before. I I know, but it, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you. And uh, that episode will be out on July the 18th. Oh, perfect. So, uh when people listen to this, they can listen the week later and hear me on the Lightning Collective. Yeah, it was a blast. So, yeah, listen listen out for that. Well, Callum, thank you so much for being on Ranger Command Power Hour. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and you know we'll we'll definitely have to uh, do something like that in the future again. Especially because I know that you're such a huge fan of of the comics. Uh, we're a little bit behind a little bit behind on Ranger Command for our uh, comic review episode. So anytime you want to like guest co-host on on one of those we'd be happy to have you oh absolutely sign me up i'm I'm all for talking comics 
100%. Yeah, I'd, I'd be 100% down for that. Awesome. So Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph, on Instagram and Facebook at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. And once again, Callum, thank you very much for joining the show today. And I hope a lot more people discover your wonderful podcast. So thank you for being a part of this. No worries at all. Thank you for having me again. And to all of our listeners, thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye everyone. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www dot rangercommand.com follow us on twitter at rangercommandph like us on facebook and instagram at rangercommandpowerhour ranger command is also on patreon become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks by pledging you are helping us make our show even better go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more Thanks for listening.